I'm not over fertilizing the edibles, just the flowers. Yeah, because I'm just like, I'm going to push you guys like right If you're looking end. for autumn interest, I mean, there's reds, yellows, oranges. Um, oh, gosh, like pinks and purples. Oof. Now, is that sticking my nose where it doesn't belong, or is it trying to help somebody protect their investment? A lot of people are wondering if it's too late to start planting perennials. Ooh, one cookie. Whoa. Normally at home, I only eat a half cookie. <laughs> Welcome back to the Helpful Gardeners podcast. We're back. We're back. We're I know back. it's, it seems like yesterday, but it also seems like a huge amount of time. It does. It, yeah. Yeah. Like it's been, it's been a couple weeks. You went on vacay. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, well, staycay. Staycay. Oh, I like staycays. Yeah. It was, I, I mean, I, I, I got out and about, um, and whatnot. I actually, uh, prepared an essay question for what I did on my summer <sighs> vacation. Is it because we're back to school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> like, um, we went to a lake. I like going to the lake with my... Fa- <laughs> oh, my God. Like, little kids' essays. Wow. I lo- I mean, I love them, but no. I-, I listen to, like, Harry and his friends talking, and I'm like, this is painful. <laughs> but uh, Aren't you glad we're not in school anymore? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, well, we're kind of in school. I feel like gardening's always school. You're always learning something new, right? And and the weather will school you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, you know what? I, uh, how was your summer? You know, it was great. Spent a lot of time in the garden. Excellent. You know, trying to learn more things. Yeah. Um, and now we're in that weird transition period where it's September, you're, you're not sure, you know, what's supposed to keep going. Yeah. Things are changing, right? Is it summer? It's um, it's not summer. It's not autumn. It's smartum. It, <laughs> no. It's pumpkin spice latte season, Colin. Of course. <laughs> Can't of course. help myself. Um, I, I don't know about you, but you're on that cusp of, uh, do I keep going? Do I, yeah. tr- do I, do I try to keep everything going? Um, or do I call it quits and put out the pumpkins? You know, and you're like, where am I at? Because, uh, you know, there can be a day where it's cool and it's rainy and you're like, oh, no, this is autumn. And then there's another day where it's 27 degrees and it feels like spring. No. Okay. So, you know what saved my house this summer was uh, was wrapping paper. Wrapping. Okay. That's literally no. <laughs> I was not prepared for anything in that. Okay. No, so, so here's the thing. So my house does not have air conditioning in it. Right. And so what, what Brad and I did was we took Christmas wrapping paper because that's all we had. <laughs> and then we put it over our windows and then the light would shine through it. And so you'd get this beautiful like window. But <laughs> it's like it's like stained glass window and it keeps out the sun. Yeah. 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 And it actually worked so well. You couldn't see uh, outside, but like, man, you know. What's the lookout outside? Yeah. And then so here's the thing. Brad took it off. Like a couple days ago, he, I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, you think it's you. not going to get 30 degrees again? Yeah. He's just like, no. <laughs> and it's getting closer to Christmas. We need to put it back up. Yeah. And it, <laughs> <laughs> put it back up yeah. in the windows. Um, no, but it's it's weird. Like, I think we're kind of at, at least for Brad and I, we're okay with things starting to wind down a little bit. Well, let me ask you this question about your summer. Yeah. Uh, how would you rate the weather this summer? <sighs> 
Like here in yeah, Calgary. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Calgary weather. Yeah. I, unfortunately, we can't talk about cross Canada. Both of us, both of us were here. Yeah. This summer, like, uh, I think I'm going to try and go in the winter and you were just in Mexico last winter. Mm-hmm. So we, we both kind of had a staycation. Yeah. So what did you, what was, I'm not going to tell you mine because I, I, like. Like I, out of 10. Yeah. Like out of 10, uh, an overall thing. What did you think of the weather? Uh, okay. I think it was, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty optimistic. I'll say like an eight. Okay. Okay. I thought it was terrible. You thought it was terrible. I you thought, grew so much, though. I know, but it, it wasn't that. Um, and it, I, I've I've talked to a few people, and uh, people, oh, how was your summer? And I was like, oh, summer was great. I was like, the weather was terrible. And they're like, yeah. And a couple of people agreed, and I was like, oh, they. And they were like, it was way too hot. And I was like, what are you what are you talking about? And they were like, and I was like, it was cold. It was like it was not great. Anyway, so I'm bouncing it around, and I'm like, okay, I. I can't be the only one with this perception. Like, it, it, it's not like I, I just, you know, came over from like Australia or something and I'm like, oh, this is cold. Like, I'm originally from England. And I've been in Canada for a number of years. And I thought about it. So two years ago was the last summer I was in uh, Calgary and we had the heat dome. <laughs> oh, okay. that's right. I remember so, that. Yeah, it was scorching, blazing hot. And then last year uh, when I went on vacation... It was hot in Calgary. Then we went to Vancouver for somebody's wedding. That's you and Brattle. <laughs> uh, Vancouver was having uh, an insane heat wave. Yeah. Then we came back and the next day we flew to Greece where every day was like 32 degrees. Oh my gosh. So my yeah. last two summers have been blazing hot and I was so looking forward to that. And I'm like, 24 degrees. What's this crap? <laughs> I'm outside in the park with a hoodie on. Like, I don't know what's going on. You know, and, and that's the thing too. I always um, make my markings as like, was I able to get outside after dinner and do anything? Or did I just feel so run down by yep. the heat that I'm like, I just don't want to do anything. Like even towards the end of the season, Brad did most of the watering because I just, I, I sort of lost interest. I didn't want to be outside when yep. it was plus 30. Yeah, and when and when you you have an area that's like a heat spot, I tried to water um, every morning, um, and then there were a few times where I did have to go outside, and there were there were some nights it was uncomfortable, yeah. but on the whole, I can handle the heat. I climatize quick, but yeah, I I, I had a great summer. Uh, literally, I did actually go to a lake. I went to a few lakes, um, hiked around and whatnot, but. Yeah, I thought the weather was miserable. And then it was actually Hassan who kind of pointed out, he was like, well, last summer you were in Greece. And I was like, oh yeah, the summer before was the heat. And I'm like, okay, it was probably a normal summer. Hassan's just the voice of reason here at Golden Acre, isn't he? Exactly. You need perspective. (laughs) We go talk to Hassan. Um, But now we're starting to switch gears a little bit. And I know things sort of change in terms of how we care for our outdoor plants this time of year. Um, I know I was just down in the tree lot um, last week because we have that big sale going on. And I was like, you know, a lot of people are wondering if it's too late to start planting perennials. And uh, they were like, no, 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 it's, you still have tons of time to do so. And so what I wanted to talk about today was more of those annuals and perennials, because this is a really unique opportunity where you have annuals that are, you want to extend into the autumn season, get the most out of them, maybe incorporate some new um, autumn annuals like chrysanthemums and heather. And then we also have our perennials, which are trying to go to sleep um, and what changes with fertilizer and watering and all those kinds of things. So um, I don't know. Do you want to start with perennials a little bit? Because that was the the question that I received in Tree Lot. 
So you know how like the, the standard joke is the vast majority of of Calgarians um, appear to be transplants. Like they're not from Calgary. Yeah. A lot of East Coasters, people from uh, BC and whatnot. And what amazed me, uh, like really uh, it took me aback when I first started working here and, and I was down on the floor. And I think it was August, maybe end of July. It wasn't late in the season. Uh, and I was talking to a customer and they said something about um, perennials, uh, planting something. And I said, oh, yeah, I think we still have some. I wasn't in perennial department, but I, I would always walk through it. Uh, and they were like, oh, well, it's too late. And I was like, no, it's not. And here's the thing on the East Coast, uh, like you go to a nursery now, maybe now beginning of September, they're starting to wind down. But I remember when I was landscaping, I could go to, uh, I'll give them a shout out, uh, Sheridan Nurseries. I don't know if they're still around. Uh, I would hope so. Um, and if I had an, a, a perennial list for a garden we were doing, um, I could get 80 to 100% of that order yeah. in September. Yeah. And I came out here and I was like, what's happening with perennials? And they're like, oh, it's done. And I'm like. It's so soon. Yeah. And I, it's not the weather. I mean, the, According to the almanac, this autumn, like the last couple of autumns, is going to be beautiful. Yeah. Get out there and plant your perennials. Mm-hmm. I know some years in Calgary, it's very unpredictable because we, we, I don't know if you remember Snowtember yep. or Snowmageddon, as some people yep. called it. <laughs> but oh, that was. It was the biggest dump of snow in September. Yeah, that um, was ridiculous. I think I'd ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like sometimes September and you, you never can bank yep. on it kind of thing. But, um, but I, even, even then, okay, so what you just said is absolutely accurate. It's highly, highly unlikely. So let's, uh, I'm not going to go into all the details, but let's just say Calgary is zone three. Yeah. Okay. Our perennials are zone three. Mm-hmm. You put out a perennial that is for zone three, you plant it, the next day you get that amount of snow. Uh, okay. Yeah. It may crush it, but it's still going to have enough energy in its roots to come back. If I had planted perennials the day before that had hit, I wouldn't have even been worried about my perennials. I still would have been worried about trees falling on my car. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not too late. As long as the plant is healthy and it's climatized, um, it's, a, it's a bigger concern, uh, I think, to take a perennial and plant it too early in the season when mm-hmm. there's a risk of a hard frost and it hasn't built up any energy through photosynthesis uh, into its root ball, like a, a new grown perennial, um, or planting a perennial um, during like the hosepipe ban. Oh, yeah. Right? Where you're worried, oh, can I water it? And you're not watering it enough and it's struggling from the get go. I'd be more concerned about that than a snowfall on my perennial. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So as long as you can work the soil. Yep. Um, and get them in. Um, one of the things that Dan in Treelot suggested was um, not to fertilize it with the kinds of fertilizers that you would use throughout the season. Yep. Like really want to, um, he actually suggested, uh, what was it? Bone meal. Mm-hmm. So adding a bit of bone meal in with the root system and then that ha- that's a root fertilizer and it doesn't help the above ground leafy yeah. growth because that doesn't really matter. And it's also slow release. Yes, slow so release. So it's uh, like any of the slow release, it's moisture and uh, warmth yeah. that's going to start breaking it down. Well, as long as it's cool and damp, it'll break down very slowly. Yeah. So it will do a light feed, but then in the spring when it's time to wake up, Instant food. Mm-hmm. So yeah, bone, bone meal is uh, is absolutely. I mean, you need it for your bulbs. Um, I, I wouldn't put it in 
The only thing I wouldn't use bone meal for is uh, doing an annual planting. If you're putting in uh, some annuals at this time of year, if you're changing your look and you want some um, some autumn mums or something like that, chrysanthemums, um, I don't just want my mum in the autumn. My mum's awesome. I want her all four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Autumn mum. Um, I lost my train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but if, if I was doing that, because again, like exactly what you touched on, you don't want to feed the roots. For that, you want to feed the blooms. Yes. Right? You want it, you want it showy. There's no point in doing like a slow release on the roots. It's, it's going to die. <laughs> so um, put down a fertilizer. But yeah. Get those perennials in. There's enough time. And and that I witness in Calgary, um, go ahead and take advantage of the screaming deals. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Wherever you are, go to your yeah. local garden center and just check it out. I mean, why not challenge yourself to buy a perennial and see if yeah. you can do it? I, I've actually done a planting uh, in Montreal. Um, it was warm enough. Uh, in the season, and I have uh, planted perennials. I've laid, not all in the same job, but I've planted perennials. I've laid turf, and I've planted trees uh, through October and early November. Wow. Yeah. And as long as every, and everything came back. The the sod was, didn't look great in the spring, uh, but it was alive, and it, it greened up relatively fast. Uh, the perennials and the trees, exactly normal. Yeah. Like yeah. didn't even know that they were a new plant break. Yeah. And I think, you know, is there something to be said about getting your perennials ready for perennials? So you're already established perennials ready for winter too early. So, yep. so say you're like, I have a hops growing and I just, I'm done with gardening. Is it too early to cut them down? Probably not. Uh, if I, it, it, so anybody who maybe has done it, jump the gun, uh, or they're thinking about jumping the gun, you're probably fine. Okay. Okay. Um, my rule of thought, though, it's the same way again with the bulbs. Yeah. Uh, the tulip finishes, the flowers finished, and you got these green leaves, and people go, "Ugh, what can I do?" Right? You got to leave them because as long as it's green, it's photosynthesizing, so it's putting energy into the roots. And once that leaf is, for the most part, the vast majority of perennials, when you go to clean it up, uh, those leaves should just lift off the ground because they're dead. They've detached. Some of them, no, uh, you don't yank on them. You will do root damage. But uh, two that immediately come to mind that are a joy to clean up are hostas and daylilies. Mm. You can clean them up with a with a, a fan rake, with a grass rake. Just pass a rake over them and the leaves just roll off. Oh. Yeah. So if you can, let them finish as much. Now, I know some people, flip side of that, is they don't cut back their perennials. Mm. Um and and as a perennial dies back, you know, again, I'll go with hostas because a lot of people know what a hosta is and, and they're, they're easy to picture. But you got those big leaves, they die down and and they die onto the crown of the plant. Mm -hmm. And people go, well, it acts as an insulator. And it does, but minimally so. Oh, okay. It's, it, it's like going out in winter and you're wearing a t-shirt and somebody goes, oh, you're going to need another layer. So you put on a long sleeve t-shirt. Well, and that was the other thing. Like my mom would always put old leaves on her rose bushes. Yep. And that's sort of the same, or is that different? That's different because the, the, the shrub doesn't die all the way back. The stems go dormant, but the stem doesn't. So uh, herbaceous perennial, every single part of it, except for the roots dies back. Mm -hmm. um, trees and shrubs. Only the leaves die. 
right? Yeah. How many times, uh, if it's a if it's a particularly mild winter, it's not very harsh, or the rose bush is in a protected area, you can have life all the way to that tip. Mm-hmm. It just went dormant. It didn't die. So protecting it and insulating that is important. Mm-hmm. But you're you're literally allowing a few leaves to sit on top of the soil that's going to freeze solid and the roots are below that. So how much insulation is it giving? And then this is why I don't do it because again, that's not going to hurt. Yeah. Okay. Arguably it is an extra layer, so it's not going to hurt. Um, but it is so minimal. And then uh, in the spring, uh, when you uh, have the new shoots um, coming up, You've got to remove those dead leaves. And I've I've done it myself. Absolutely, I've done it. Um, so when we were landscaping, um, obviously, we tried to get all of our cleanups done before the snow came. Mm-hmm. Can't always do it. So the next spring, uh, you're out, you're trying your best to get it cleaned up, and you're working hard, you're working fast, and you go to remove leaves, and you snap the new shoots. You break the tips off them, or you literally break the whole shoot, or you... And, you don't notice because it looks like dead leaves and you step on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen and done most of that. Um, all of it between seeing it and doing it myself. I've, I've seen every bad thing that can happen. Normally it doesn't kill the perennial, but it stunts it because it's like, oh, now I got to put out my shoots again and I've got to. So I would rather clean it up now for the minimal amount of protection. If I was that concerned about protecting it. I wouldn't let the leaves do it. I would clean up the leaves and I would put a frost blanket down and let the snow go on top of the frost blanket. Mm, Yeah. And that would be a better insulator than the leaves. And then in the spring, it's much easier to clean it off. But again, you don't get to it in time and the shoots are poking up through it and now you got to peel it off. So it's a perennial. It's a zone three perennial. We are zone three. It'll be fine. Yeah, so it's so funny because I'm trying to think to myself as you're telling me this, like, am I the kind of person to clean it up now in the fall and then have an enjoyable spring? Or am I the person to be lazy right now and then want, like, crave something to do in the garden yep. in the springtime and then clean them up then? And I'm like, I have no idea. Thank goodness I don't have perennials right now. Yep. And <laughs> there's no right or wrong answer. There, there really isn't. It's there, there could be people, I, I can't think of one, um, who, okay, uh, people in uh, retail world and like not us retail world, uh, but like in the mall, mm-hmm. okay, I am absolutely positive if you start going into uh, the, the big box stores, department stores, you're going to be seeing Christmas and Halloween. Uh, Costco. There you go. There you go. So they are probably uh, getting Christmas orders in and mm-hmm. merchandising for Christmas and changing everything around. And they're probably slammed. Maybe autumn isn't the time they have uh, to be cleaning up their perennial beds. Mm-hmm. Maybe spring's easier for them. Yeah, that's true. Right? So depending, for, for me, I know how busy my spring is going to be. My fall is, is re- I mean, it's busy because I'm, I'm booking for next year, but it's it's okay. I'm not as slammed as I am in the spring. So I'll get it cleaned up now. Mm-hmm. And then future Colin doesn't think that past Colin is a jerk. Yeah, I guess I guess you can only really do one thing and then regret yourself later exactly. on. You're like, is this going to be a problem for future Colin? <laughs> or is future Colin going to love past Colin? But past Colin thinks future Colin is a demanding jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I um, there's really, there's perennials are, are amazingly tough. Mm-hmm. They really are. They can take uh, a fair amount of abuse, damage. Um, they're, you know, Constantly being underwatered, uh, overwatered, underfertilized, overfertilized, 
different combinations thereof. And every year they keep coming back. Mm -hmm. How many times do you see people with perennials and you go, oh my God, that's amazing. And they're like, yeah, I do nothing. Yeah. You know, so our perennials are a lot tougher and arguably the more that we, we make them tougher, the better plant you're going to get. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it'll learn to thrive in adverse conditions and that's what you want. Mm -hmm. And then you can divide it later. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You divide it in the spring. Exactly. When you'll be like, oh, I should have done that in the fall because I'm so busy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's perennials for you, right? Like heading into the autumn season, those are the kinds of things that you're going to have to start thinking about. Yep. Um, and then switching gears, because I know you talked a little bit about annuals. And yep. about using a bloom fertilizer to try to extend the season. I feel like that is always a, a huge question this time of year. It's like, because you can't find annuals to buy annuals yep. anymore, right? And so you've really got to work with what you've got. Yep. Yeah. So, so you got, you have very limited autumn annuals because we know no matter what, uh, no matter what the summer is going to like look like, you buy uh, annuals in May, you're going to be enjoying them for two, three, four months. Yeah. Um, you buy an annual in September. And again, okay, chrysanthemums. Have you ever seen my, this is my favorite. I love chrysanthemums, but my favorite is when they've been nipped by that first light frost. Yeah. And the leaves go that little bit darker and uh -huh. the flowers go kind of the two-tone. And I love it. I Nothing makes me happier than when my chrysanthemums just get, not a hard frost, but when they get nipped. But if you picture a chrysanthemum, they they stand up, they're like a, a lavender, almost like a rose bush, the way like the, the all the all the uh, branches, stems, they're not branches, uh, come out. One heavy snowfall and that's dead. Yeah. And you've wiped it out. So you can go ahead and and really invest in them and put them everywhere and put them in your pots. But there is no guarantee that you're going to get a week, two weeks, a month yeah. out of it. So it can be tricky. So if you're going to go for it, um, you know, you, re you want them to perform. And, you know, I liked what you said, like push the ones that you've got. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about this in the spring and, and you were talking about how some people, um, but by the end of the summer, their pots are like, they're kind of done. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take a picture and I'll, I'll actually, I'll send it to you. And you can use it. Um, so my pots are uh, fertilized, uh, watered, deadheaded. They're doing amazing. Even now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, my. Cosmos full of blooms. Actually, there's... Okay, so this is... I, I was going to tell you this, and then I said, I'm going to save it for the podcast, and then I almost <laughs> forgot. And now here we are. Um... So remember, remember what we always say when we're talking about, uh, we've talked about it in webinars. I think we've talked about it on the podcast, GA Kids TV. It's a subject that comes up a lot um, about consider your location when you're planting. Yes. About sun versus shade. Yeah. And consider that it can change. All right. So two years ago, uh, we were kind of doing a staycation. We, we went to Vancouver and, and, and whatnot and did a couple of day trips, but we were in Calgary. Um... And we had this huge birch tree shading out our deck. Mm -hmm. So on the deck, uh, I did all shade plants and we did a big window basket with begonias and impatience did amazing. So this spring we come, we buy everything and we're, oh yeah, for the deck. And Jenny bought these beautiful double impatience and uh, I can't remember the hanging ones in it, but she bought all of these beautiful, beautiful shade flowers. We cut the tree down. Oh gosh. The tree would be infested with uh when when we when when we moved in, uh 
nobody had looked after the tree. It was a birch tree and it had birch leaf miner. Yeah. It was dangerous. Like literally logs were falling off it. We had to cut it down. Mm -hmm. Well, I hadn't considered that. It didn't go through my brain when I was doing it. That pot looks better now because the sun has shifted. So it's not on the deck as much. All Jenny was like, well, that's not doing so good. It was just green because it was too hot for it to bloom, Mm -hmm. but we fertilized it and give it lots of water. So it grew. The flowers it's putting out now, Jenny's like, what's the end of season? It's going to be dead soon. And I've never seen it look so good. (laughs) It's it's almost a tragedy. (laughs) Yeah. But literally, how many times have I advised people about that to consider it? And there you go. So no matter how much experience you've got, you can still make those mistakes, Mm -hmm. you know, but that pot is doing amazing because even... I realized it. I was like, why Why isn't it before? And I was like, oh, you dolt. Like you dolt. You went from having two to three hours of sun to like nine hours of sun. Uh, so I was like, no problem. Just keep the water and the fertilizer up. Holy moly, is it paying dividends now? Yeah. 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 And you're, you're deadheading. Yep. Always. You're, you're so um, you're creeping up with the watering. Like you can water annuals right up until like. It snows, right? Oh, water. What You are not going to hurt by adding water to no. anything. Trees, shrubs, perennials, annuals, yep. you know, but fertilizing. Mm-hmm. So you t- And we didn't touch on that with perennials. Mm. Um, stop. I haven't fertilized my perennials since oof, at least, at least three weeks. I genuinely can't think back to the last time I fertilized Three them. weeks ago. So yep. like mid-August. Yep. Probably might've even, yeah, at least, at least three weeks. It might've actually been a month. Yeah. Might've been the beginning of August. They were doing great. They did great. They're healthy. They're abundant. I watered them. No fertilizer, mm-hmm. but I have not stopped fertilizing uh, my tomatoes, my peppers, um, spinach is still getting, every lavender, all of that is getting fertilized in all of the flowers. Yeah. And, some of the flowers now, um, I almost used up all my fertilizer and I've only got a little bit left and I'm like, nah, I'm not keeping this. I'll buy a fresh one. So I'm like over fertilizing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, what can I, that's yeah. like a garden no-no. <laughs> for, for trees and perennials, oh, for all your annuals at the beginning. And and I'm not over fertilizing my food. I'm not over fertilizing the edibles, just the flowers. Just the flowers. Yeah, because I'm just like, I'm going to push you guys right to the end. Um, but they're looking amazing. They like everything is still in bloom. Mm -hmm. Everything, and I'm like, yep, keep it going. So, absolutely, um, keep forcing it. Mm -hmm. Keep keep it going. I'd rather, you know, it gets to the time of year where people are like, oh, do I have to clean up? Should I? Should I? Because the leaves are falling. Have you noticed that? I know. I noticed like everything's turning yellow. I actually looked up five easy hikes you can do to see larches. I was like, I am getting my autumn bucket list together. And then that it's just like an instant click in your brain that the garden needs tending to, right? Honestly, if I stopped watering and fertilizing all of my pots and they all started dying, nobody's going to say anything. They're going to be like, oh, it's that time of year. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's true. If it was June, they'd be like, oh, and he calls himself a gardener. <laughs> do you, okay, do you actually have that sort of level of pressure in your community as the gardener to do a really nice garden? No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. Oh, okay. I know what I'm doing. Cause Jenny yeah. said it before where she's like, ooh, everybody's uh, cleaning up their garden. And I'm like, yep, too early. And she's like, oh, and I was like, don't worry about it. And she's like, I never do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she knows that like, it doesn't matter. I, I feel, Zero pressure. Yeah. Let me ask you this though. Okay. This is an opinion question. So 
a house that we walk by, I don't know them. I'm not friendly with them because they're not my neighbors. Like, I'm sure they're lovely people, but I, I genuinely don't know who they are. Um, it's just a random house uh, I walk by when I take Jimmy to the close park, right? Normally, I try and get Jimmy to different parks. But when when we have time constraints, this is a park we go to where we play with this frisbee. Yeah. Okay. So I walk there, and uh, I saw this woman um, uh, planting a couple of shrubs. Yeah. Okay. And she had, she had sea soil. Yeah, she had a shovel and whatnot. And me being me, I can't help but look. So I'm kind of watching and and um Did you stop outside her house and no, just watch her? No, because she was she was planting, oh, but yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm spying it. She planted them too deep. They're gonna be okay, but they're suffering. Yeah. Now, next year, with the full growing season ahead of them, I don't know that they're gonna make it. Right. Okay, so uh here's my thought. Is it uh, rude and arrogant to knock on the door and be like, hey, I just want to point something out to you? You know, I'd, and I, you know me, I'd be like, do you have a shovel? Yeah. I'll, I'll go fix it for you right now. Is that sticking my nose where it doesn't belong or is it trying to help somebody protect their investment? And I think I- now, yes. I think now it's like the, the worst time. I think if I was on planting day being like, Oh, okay. Like this person went to the dog park, came back, noticed that I had planted them too deep, comes over. Hey, I'm a gardener. I work at so-and-so. Um, we can just quickly like, you know, lift them a little bit and this is going to make them, you know, as you yep. said, protect your investment. But I feel like coming back and being like, this has been weighing on my mind for two weeks. <laughs> And then, right? And then they're going to be like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I don't want to grab all my stuff out again. I don't want to do this. But what if I roll up in my boots, my gardening pants, and my own shovel? <laughs> I, I, I've done it before. I, okay, so there was a neighbor. When we first moved in, uh, Jenny got talking to one of our neighbors. Uh, her name's Pam. Um, Hi, Pam. <laughs> and uh, beautiful garden. And uh, anyway, she... Bought a tree. Jenny and her were talking about uh, the garden and whatnot. Um, And Jenny comes and tells me. I'm like, okay, great. You know, you meet the neighbors. Anyway, the next day I'm walking with Jenny. Mm -hmm. And we see the neighbor. And the neighbor's like, oh, Jenny told me that you were a gardener. I was like, and she's like, can you help me? And I'm like, "Uh, here we go. And I was like, yeah, what's up? And she had a tree that was suffering. I looked. It was planted too deep. Mm -hmm. And I told her. And she was like, oh, uh, what do I do? And I was like, you do nothing. And I was like, don't worry. The next morning before it got too hot, I got up. I went down the street with my shovel. I dug it out for her. I refixed the hole, added some fertilizer, put it back in, put some compost around it, put it in, told her and said, make sure you water it very heavily for the next two weeks. Treated fine. Yeah. You know, so I would have no problem going and fixing. I'm not going to, I don't want to be one of those people that knock and be like, everything you've done here is wrong. And then leave. <laughs> like that's, that's not my MO. But I don't, is it a fan? That should be a poll. Would you, it's like, it's like, would you want to be told there's food on your face? Like, yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Right. I absolutely, if I did something and I was really proud of it, mm-hmm. uh, with my Jeep. Okay. And then Brad came over yeah. and Brad was like, oh dude, actually you put that on upside down. Like you, you, you want to fix that. Do you got a screwdriver? I'll get it for you right yeah. now. I'd be like, oh my God, I love Brad 10 times more. Uh, you know what? Here's, here's, here's the solve. Become friends. With, so leave like a gift basket <laughs> on. With so two like, new shrubs. Yeah, just, 
<laughs> okay, no, scrap the gift basket. Okay, back to the drawing board. Next time you go and 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 you know you're out with Jimmy, um, and you see her outside, maybe just be like, oh hey, like those are some nice looking shrubs, and then maybe like drop it in there. But I probably wouldn't go up and knock on her door. Like okay. if if the opportunity presented itself, and and you know some coincidence happened where you guys were in the same space together, yep. and then you know you're just admiring it, right? Maybe, and then. Then you can offer your services and then you've made a new friend. Walk by and you can be like, oh, I love your garden. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah. Oh, did you just plant those? <laughs> and then just kind of be like, because yeah. you did it wrong. I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a, I, I don't want it to come across, I like in this day and age, especially like I, I don't want to come across and I don't want somebody, I don't want to tell somebody that they did it wrong. I don't want to mansplain. I don't want to take away like... She looked like she was really enjoying herself. Yeah. But at the same time, this is where my brain goes. I'm like, well, if those shrubs die, mm-hmm. um, maybe she'll be like, oh, I can't garden. I'm no good at this. Yeah. So like. Yeah, I definitely notice like a lot of times where people will will purchase a plant from, say, like a box store or something. And they'll be like, oh, I got this this plant from whatever place. And yeah. then they'll be like. Yeah, don't buy plants from there because they're all going to die. Yep. And then they almost it, it, that that never really sat well with me. Um and I think what's really great about the garden centers is you actually have people there that you can ask questions and I think people don't ask enough questions. And I feel like maybe if your neighbor had asked, you know, like, "Hey, how do I plant something this time of year like this?" Yep. You know, and then maybe got some tips. Then yeah, and and that's it. It's it's and uh, we're all guilty of it. I've done it so many times. Like one thing that that I've just learned uh, to do, and I am constantly learning new things and constantly having people uh, explain it, and I love it, is uh, with my cooking. Yeah. You know, so I made a um, a peach crumble. Mm. Yeah, I know, so good. Have you ever done the method? Okay, so you got to take the skins off the peaches. Yeah. Okay, so you can either use a paring knife or a peeler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cut an X anywhere on the peach. Okay. Okay. Get a pan of water boiling. You want it boiling like hard boil. Drop them in for 10 seconds, then drop them into ice cold water. Like run your water on cold, cold, cold. Drop them in and the skin peels off with your thumb. Actually? Actually, 100%. No. 100. So any tip like that where if somebody sees me doing something in the kitchen... Um, Harry is, is big into, uh, exercise and working out. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. It's yeah, I go to the gym, but I, I'm not a serious, like, Oh, look at me. Um, and Harry was at the gym with me the other day. I, I got him a membership and I was, I was doing an exercise and he waited until I was finished and he came over and he said, Hey, just so you know, when you're doing that, if you do this movement, so I was doing fly things. And I was stopping here because that's where it was comfortable. And Harry said, close your hands. And he's like, just close your hands. And he's like, the difference that puts on your muscles, he's like, it's, I was like, okay, I tried it. I was tired. I was like, oh my God, like that made a noticeable difference. And I was like, thanks, dude. Yeah. Like any tips you have like that, please tell me. Yeah. And I like when people approach you in like a respectful manner too. They're like, hey, can I offer you, you know, a suggestion or- to make things easier or harder or more effective or something like that. I always hate people who come up to you and they're just like, you should just do this. And I'm like, 
Okay. (laughs) And that's exactly, if somebody, if somebody came into the kitchen and they were like, oh, you're doing your peaches wrong. Why don't you do the water method? I'd be like, how about I throw them at you? Why don't you know about the water method, right? Exactly. And that's, and that's, I don't want to be that person. I want to be the other person, but I don't. If I knew that person, if they were my neighbor and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I say hi to a, a few people on my street that, uh, that I recognize, some people at the dog park that mm-hmm. I recognize. Yeah. Um, th- I would have no problem because I can converse with them naturally. Um, but somebody I've never met before is like, how do you, I, I like your idea. Don't knock on the door. The next time you see them in the garden, mm-hmm. just chat with them. Yeah. And they're already thinking about gardening. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll get Jenny to do it. She's way better at chatting to people than me. You just bring Jenny along. Yeah. I, I think that's a great idea, actually. <laughs> She's so much better with people than I am. <laughs> so, so do you guys have any, like, um, so you said you weren't going to do any chrysanthemums or anything, but I noticed downstairs that we had a whole bunch of of uh, autumn annuals yeah. in. I probably, I won't, I won't do chrysanthemums, but yeah. I'll get some chrysanthemums. I know. Because that's so, I love them. Me I, too. I can't help it. And they come in so many different colors. Yep. Like if you're looking for autumn interest, I mean, there's reds, yellows, yep. oranges. Um, Oh gosh, like Purple. pinks and purples. Yep. Oof. The decorative, also the decorative peppers and the decorative cabbage and the decorative kale. Okay, cabbage. I have been forever turned to cabbage because they take up so much space and they, you never have to worry about deadheading them. Nope. They're just there. Um, so I love cabbage. Um, yeah, fun, fun thing though. Just keep an eye on them. I, again, it's end of year. So you're not going to have to worry about it as much, but the end of the year, when we're cleaning out our gardens and we're harvesting stuff, yeah, there are still bugs and oh, bugs yeah. like cabbages. Yeah, they do. So I've seen cabbages decimated by, uh, by late season bugs. So just keep an eye on your, yeah. uh, chrysanthemums. Are, I don't think I've ever seen a bug. I don't think I've ever had to treat a chrysanthemum for a bug. Yeah, actually, me neither. I can. What is up with that? Yeah, chrysanthemum, best plant ever. Yeah, and heather too. I've never noticed anything on heather. Nope. Huh. Mm. Okay. Good for they, they. Those plants get thumbs up of the week. <laughs> um, thumbs up of the yeah. week. <laughs> but keep an eye out for the because ca- the cabbages and the kales they are ornamental. They're still in that family, and the yeah. bugs will eat them. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like there's so many fun things. Like, yeah. And- oh, Chinese lanterns. Yep. Those are so much fun. Yeah, I love, I love, I've never, I've never planted them. Um, Normally I'm so good at keeping my other annuals alive and it's, there's no trick. It's not because like, oh, I'm such a good gardener. Water deadhead and fertilize. Yeah. I said that in the spring. Yeah. Like that's all you have to do is just keep watering, deadheading and fertilizing um, and you can absolutely push them through that tomato plant Yeah. uh, that we did in February on, uh, on Global with, uh, with Tracy. Um, I'm still pulling tomatoes off it. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's doing just as well. Yeah. So keep them, don't over fertilize those. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't over fertilize anything I eat. I don't over fertilize any perennial, any trees, anything like that. I do over fertilize my flowers at the end of the year. And I'm also doing it because I want to get rid of my, <laughs> <laughs> I can't bring myself to throw it away. Like I don't want to put it in the compost because it's good fertilizer. Yeah. But there's not enough for me to like warrant storing it because next year I will have to buy another one. And that's my brain doesn't work like that. Yeah. No. Like, okay. If you have a bag of candy, a bag of Skittles and there's like 20 Skittles left, are you just going to be like, "Eh, I'm just going to eat these Skittles. Or are you going to put that away? Oh, I'm going to eat the Skittles. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. Like the other, the other day, 
I like I went to get a cookie and I opened it up and there was two cookies left. And I'm like, who leaves two cookies? <laughs> like legitimately, like two cookies is what I eat on the way to the couch to eat the rest of my cookie. <laughs> two cookies is the pre-cookie snack. <laughs> okay, yeah, the, that's my question. It's like if you go into like the cookie jar, do you only ever like have you ever only brought out one? No, unless it was in the way of me getting another six. I know. I can't help myself. Who eats one six. cookie? <laughs> oh like, oh, that gosh. cookie's at a very awkward angle. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. One cookie? Who eats one cookie? I know. Second poll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like, you know what I feel like? I feel like uh, you eat the one cookie. When you're at somebody's house for the first time, oh. and it's that nervous respect thing. And you want six cookies, but you're like, I'm only going to eat one cookie. <laughs> this is my life. Yeah. I'm like, I go to somebody else's house and I'm just like, I am so polite. Yep. I don't overeat. This is what I actually did at your house. I was just like, okay, Brandy, be super polite. You're at Colin's house. Like it's. But it's me. Get- I know, but I can't help myself. I'm in somebody else's home and I'm like, really, like this is what my parents taught me, right? And then I go home and I'm just like, I'm going to eat a salad yeah. bowl of butter chicken. I'm like, I don't even care. Exactly. Because like, you're at somebody else's house. Like, can't get you anything else here. I am stuffed. That one cookie just filled. I don't even want dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, one cookie. Whoa. Normally at home, I only eat a half cookie. <laughs> and yeah, rest. Rest of the night, you're side eyeing the plate of Okay, we need to get to the question of All the right, week. Yeah, we gotta get back on. Yeah, we gotta get to the question of the week. We okay. have flown past. <laughs> and we're back heading into the question of the week. But before we do the question of the week, Colin, we have to do snack of the week. Snack of the week. Someone brought something really impressive. Tell me about it. Uh, yeah, I uh, I love sausage rolls. And there were certain foods that I didn't want to give up when I became vegan. So I learned how to make uh, vegan sausage rolls. And uh, mm. I spent, so I made them. And the first time I made them, I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. they, I, they could be better. And then the next time I tweaked it. And then the next time I tweaked it. And then finally I figured it out. Oh my God. So I, when I'm done with them, this is my last step that I figured out. When I was done with them, I would take olive oil. And I'd put it in like a little ramekin and I would take my pastry brush and I'd brush olive oil on them. Well, I don't know. Again, it occurred to me. So it's not something I learned. So I'm constantly learning things about this. And I was going to clean up and I was like, wait a minute. I fried the sausages in olive oil. Okay. They're vegan sausages. I fried them in olive oil. So I took the pan and I took the brush and I used the hot olive oil and put that on the pastry. And then I put them straight in the oven and I find the pastry stays together, but it stays moist. It doesn't get like that dry. You, you ever bite into pastry and you're like, oh, this is lovely. And you're like <laughs> blowing. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like dry pastry. I like pastry that's like soft mm. and whatnot. And that's and- exactly what this is. It's yeah. like it's like soft and nothing's coming out of my mouth. What is this seasoning you put on it? Classic Montreal steak spice. Mm. Oh my God. Like aside from doing the podcast, like a snacks, like the snacks that we choose to do during the podcast yep. is like my second favorite thing of the week. Yep. Next time I'm bringing you in one cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, this week's question, Colin, actually comes from our Speak Pipe app. Oh, I love it. I love it. Right? So if you are at all interested in doing this, we would love to feature these more on the show. Um, you head over to our website, goldenacre.ca. On the Helpful Gardeners podcast page, there is an anonymous Speak Pipe record button at the bottom, and you can just record a message. You can ask yep. us questions. You can comment on the show. You can give us ideas for stuff that you'd like to hear more about, learn more about. Uh, so head on. Suggest snacks. Suggest snacks. And also, sorry to interrupt you, Mandy, but I know you showed me just to clarify that is also on uh, mobile and desktop, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yep, perfect. Mm-hmm. Why did I choose to eat it this time? (laughs) (laughs) I thought my question was going to be a lot. Literally, I'm like, I have time to eat this snack. (laughs) Anyway, um, so this week's question actually comes from Saima. Hi, excuse me. Hi, do you guys have a pear tree store? Pear tree. Do we have pear trees in store? Yeah, pear trees. So pear trees are a lot like cookies. Oh <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're nothing like cookies. I was, I was going to try and make a cookie analogy to answer the question, but I literally can't. Uh, unfortunately, no, we don't. Um, the fruit trees that we bring in, um, they are one of the best selling trees mm-hmm. uh, and it, it doesn't and it, I'm happy to say like this actually pleases me it doesn't matter what it is yep. uh, the cherries pears apples any of the varieties uh, plums didn't we have apricots this year I think so actually yeah. we have kiwi vines we have blueberries Saskatoon berries I'm getting away from trees now but uh, everything in those edibles and unfortunately I I think one year we might have had some apples left uh, at the end of season, but I don't recall ever seeing like one of the most popular ones. Again, this isn't a tree, but just to give you an idea of, of where I'm going is um, we bring in a ton of raspberries. Yeah. Raspberries do amazing in Calgary. People can garden them. They love to eat them. Mm-hmm. Raspberries are delicious. Um, raspberry Newtons need to be invented. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't bring up cookies again, I promise. Um, so even with the amount of raspberries we bring in, it doesn't matter on the season they sell out. No, and I mean, I even went down there and I'm like, we like I think fruit trees are like the first things to go. Yeah. A lot of times, too, the best seller, for the, the best advertisement for the fruit tree is when you come in and it has fruit on it. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've literally grabbed trees that have fruit on them uh, when I'm uh, working with CTV. Yeah. You know, or global, because I'm like, that is what people want to see. And they go, oh, my God, I can literally buy an apple tree that is already covered in apples. Yeah. And they're gone so quick. And then it's hard to get them back in because... Um, a lot of the tree farms, they're not digging their trees out mid-season. They dig them out, they have them in their pots, they send them all out through the season for their booking orders, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, they're growing them for the next year. So, unfortunately, no, you got to act a little quicker to get your uh, to get your fruit trees. But uh, good luck next year, Seema. And if you want any help picking one, let us know, and we'll absolutely help you out. Absolutely. And if there's something that you've been wanting to learn more about, you can reach out to us on our SpeakPipe app over at at, uh, goldenacre.ca. You can also send us an email, social at goldenacre.ca, or you can contact us on our social media. We're active on Facebook, Instagram. What's that new Threads app? 
that oh, I'm yeah. still not Threads. sure about. Threads, I, I, you know what? I haven't even looked at it. Yeah, well, I mean, we have an account, so reach out to us on there. Okay, yep. You know, maybe we can test it out, see if it's good. But we do have our next episode next Sunday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time, and we're doing this whole autumn mini-series I'm really excited about. So this week was annuals and perennials. We're going to be moving into lawn care, trees and shrubs, all the fun autumn goodies and get you all set up for the season ahead. So I'm really looking forward to yep. that. Yep, have fun, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye.